Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Tim from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire. This is our weekly podcast of the sermon from the prior Sunday. Normally at this time, I have invited everybody to join us for worship at 8, 30, and 11. Uh, but right now we're in the midst of the global pandemic, and so we are not having worship in our building at 8, 30, and 11. Instead, you can find us online doing virtual worship using Zoom. You can find the information for all of that on our website at www.htelc.com. You can also like us on Facebook. And uh, those are the two primary ways in which to find our links to have worship with us. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have an internet connection, you can join us for worship. So thank you for listening. We hope that you find the sermon meaningful and purposeful, that it connects to your life and how you interact with the world. And most of all, it reveals God's infinite love for you and all of creation. And we continue with our gospel reading, John 1, 1 through 18. Our gospel reading for this Sunday is from the gospel of John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light. But he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God who were born not of blood or the will of flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified him and cried out, This is he of whom I said, He comes after me, but ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Time for the sermon. Does anyone know... What uh, movie this is from, if you want to chat that in real quick, go ahead and do that. But what, does anyone want to say what movie that is from quick? It is my favorite Christmas movie. I'd say one of my favorite movies. It's okay. It is Christmas Vacation, the famous one with Chevy Chase. We're going to be talking about that this morning. Um, Specifically, this scene that takes place within that movie of Christmas Vacation. So let's skip ahead to the sermon. 
One of my favorite traditions that my family has um, around Christmas comes the day after Thanksgiving, which is what so many people do. We go out, we find a tree, we cut it down, we bring it back, we decorate it, we get the house ready for the Christmas season, right? It's what so many people do. And on that weekend, we'll watch a Christmas movie. There's a few movies that we generally alternate between or during the Christmas season. We'll watch Elf, we'll watch Home Alone, we'll watch A Christmas Story. And I think our family's favorite, along with so many other people's favorite, is Christmas Vacation, right? With Chevy Chase, we all remember that iconic scene when he brings together the lights and everything just oh, glows. You see the power outage or wattage go down, the whole neighborhood goes dark. But there's another favorite scene that actually probably gets quoted more than any other scene in my family because we say grace every night before dinner. And uh, inevitably, at some point along the way, someone will reference the scene near the end of the movie on Christmas Eve when the family is all sitting around dinner. You have Clark, you'll have Uncle Eddie, you have all the kids. And... um, As they're sitting there, Clark's about to cut into the turkey. And he says, in honor of this being Aunt Bethany's 80th birthday, we're going to ask her to say the grace. Right? And she's hard of hearing. She doesn't hear what he says. And someone yells at her, Grace! She goes, Grace died 30 years ago. And then the older gentleman next to her husband says, they want you to say the blessing. And that's always what we end up quoting, the blessing. And Eventually, uh, Aunt Bethany uh, folds her hands and starts saying, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Just a funny scene all around. And I bring that up now because there's a line in this passage where it talks about God's grace. So often when we read this passage from John, we, we stick to the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that's important stuff. But we gloss over so much, and we gloss over this word grace. And when we think about grace, it's one of those theological terms that I don't think we fully understand, but we just throw out grace and mercy and righteousness. We know it's the right word to say, but do we really know what it is? And if we think about, ask someone to define what is grace, I think frequently we'll say it's what we say or what we should say before a meal, before dinner. We say grace, and we assume grace is, and rightfully so, grace is a way to give thanks for what we have. But grace, I think, is so much more than that. Grace is more than just us giving thanks. Grace is what God has done for us. Grace is the unmerited love and forgiveness from the creator of the universe toward the creation. In the beginning, God saw all that God had made and called it very good. Didn't call it perfect. Didn't call it flawless, called it very good, and gave us choice, gave us the ability to affect others and the world around us, 
gave us influence. And I don't know about you, too often in my life I have abused that influence. I have misused the power I have. I have knowingly chosen to do what will be harmful rather than what will be helpful. Grace is God's action toward us despite our actions toward God or toward others. Grace is the unmerited love of God that knows no bounds, that knows no limits. Grace is God's love unreservedly and unabashedly for you that most fully comes to us and is revealed to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Grace is receiving what we do not deserve. At least, and I want to modify this, when we say we do not deserve, it makes it seem like we're just these horrible, evil, awful people that really deserve to be punished. And maybe there's some truth to that, but we don't deserve it because of our actions, right? That's Lutheran's whole theology. There is nothing you do to make God love you more. There is nothing you to do to make God love you less. God loves you. That's grace. And yet we deserve it because we are God's creation. Not because of what we have done, but because of who you are. Because of who we are. because of what God has done. That is grace, is giving somebody something that they don't deserve, but yet they so desperately need. I don't know about you. I could use a little more grace in my life. I think the world could use a little more grace in its life. You see, the way we operate is we determine to treat people based on what they have done. Are you worthy or not? If you have done the right thing, then I will determine whether or not I should do this for you. Do you deserve it based on your actions? Grace says you deserve it based on who you are. Vulnerable, authentic, a human being who is just simply trying to figure out who they are, who God is, and what are we called to do? That's grace. That's what I need.
That's what you need. That's what God gives. Amen.